You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, hammer pants, hammer! slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time and one cartoon at a time, honestly, because that's what we're here today, talking about cartoons and our convention trips. Of course, my name is Tim Nadell. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And my name is Gary Lane. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SMRGary. So as of yesterday, Burt Ward started following me on Instagram. And if Burt Ward, Robin, could follow me, you guys can follow me too. So just jump on Instagram. It's a cool app. Actually, I prefer it over Twitter, honestly, 100%. Yeah. And uh, go on there. Just type in at Saturday Rewind. Find us, follow us, you know, like our pictures and comments, all that kind of fun stuff. It's it's a fun little app to, to go on. Trust me. For sure. Yeah, I have a lot more fun with Instagram than I do with uh, Twitter talking about twitter if jim cummings can follow me on twitter you guys can follow me on twitter as well so do that too (laughs) there you go (laughs) so anyways like i said we are here to chat about our recent conventions that i went to i just went to d23 the expo in anaheim california got back just last sunday and gary what did you do I kept it local to me, and I went to uh, the Raleigh Supercon, which is a first-year startup convention uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, so this is the first ever ever convention of theirs. First ever. Well, technically, yes and no, uh, because they are a uh, sister convention to uh, the Florida Supercon, which has been going on for many a year. So oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And of course, the for some D- reason, they decided to do another show, and they decided to do it in North Carolina. I'm not hmm. exactly sure why. They're just testing the waters. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I went to Anaheim for their bi-yearly convention that Gary and I went to two years ago for 2015. We had a great time, had a lot Mm -hmm. of, you know, gripes and everything. But end of the day, we still had a great time in 2015. And which is funny because when you and I were there, first day, yeah, day was over. And we were like, we're never doing this again, ever. It was so bad. (laughs) It was so disorganized. It's like, no, it's, it's not worth it. We're not doing this again. And I think it was day two. We're like, okay, we might do this again. Right. <laughs> so I started saving my money because, you know, it's not cheap to come from Montana to to Anaheim and do all that fun stuff. But it's for the show, you know, so I can write stuff off for my taxes if I want to. There you go. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, you just want to get into it? Yeah, let's let's get started. Um, I guess I might go first. Well, since... yours will certainly be more interesting, I think. Maybe. I mean, it wasn't. Okay, I didn't get to do a lot. Okay. But I'll go into it more. So, day one, uh, my cousin Rebecca came with me because she actually never has gone to any Disney park whatsoever. And uh-huh. uh, so, she wanted to tag along. So, she did. And she went to the convention with me as well. So, day one, we just flew in to LAX and took the shuttle to Anaheim. And uh, my tradition is to go to Rainforest Cafe. I don't know why. I know it's very childish to do. It's a little kitty restaurant, but I enjoy it. So we did that, and then my next tradition is to go to Trader Sam's afterwards, you know, the little bar area there. Right. And uh, we did that, had a couple drinks, and walked around the Disneyland Hotel, which is a lot of fun to do. That's pretty much it for day one. Day two, 
we went to uh, California Adventure, which was fun because of the brand new uh, Guardians ride it has opened, you know, just a couple months ago. It took over the Tower of Terror, which I loved. I know, Gary, you enjoyed it too when we went there last year. I, I did, yep. So I was hesitant. I, w- I didn't want to like the Guardians ride, but I must say, I think the ride itself is slightly more fun. But the theme of it, it was so much better with Tower Terror. Really? The hotel, the creepiness of, you know, walking into the, the queue line for the lobby of the hotel. So yeah. much better than what they have for the Guardians. Well, you had the Fast Pass, right? I so did. Do both. you think you missed any of the anything? I, I think I did, but just, you can still walk in there and see it. You, you're just not right. in there as long to interact with things. So I could have missed some cool stuff because I did go on it twice and did get a Fast Pass both times which meant right. that I was in the ride within two minutes of walking in the building. Yeah. But even looking on the outside of the building, it's not nearly as cool as the burnt down, you know, breaking down Tower of Terror. Yeah, I imagine that's true. Yeah, and it looks a little cheesy. The paint job looks a little cheesy, I think, just painting over, you know, the old Tower of Terror building. Right. But whenever it comes to the old Tower of Terror, like, I did I thought that the queue and everything was really good, yeah. but the ride itself yes. wasn't as much fun as waiting in line to get to it yeah. for some reason. Okay. Wait, so it's <laughs> so almost... it sounds like it does the opposite. Exactly. Now. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I want to say that there are actually more drops in the Guardians mm-hmm. versus the Tower of Terror. I could be wrong. It just okay. seemed maybe I was just more into it, maybe, because, you know, you, you drop up, you go up and the door opens and you see like a scene of like a ghost or whatnot in the old Tower of Terror. And right. uh, this one was more interactive. You open this up and you see like a scene. You see, you know, like Star-Lord and, and, and Groot doing stuff and fighting. And and honestly, the screens they used, I don't know what they were. They had to cost a ton of money because <laughs> it looked like a 3D screen, but you're not wearing 3D glasses. Wow. It was so impressive, so crisp and so clear as if they're right there in front of you. That's cool. Yeah. So it, I think it, I enjoyed it more because it was more exciting. Right. And I think well, if, it, I think it did drop a couple more times, more spontaneous drops too. Like I couldn't tell when they were going to do it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. So I give it I give it thumbs up. I I, I like it. But I, I think I said this before how most people know that the Tower of Terror in Disney World is was better than than the Disneyland one anyway, which I mm-hmm. agree with. I've been on that one a couple times and it is so much better than the Tower of Terror in California. So I'm not upset that they, they get rid of it. So, Did they keep the one in Disney World? As of right now, it's still there, but I hear rumors that that could be going to. Ooh, yeah. yikes. I know. I think it has to do with the uh, rights of using the Tower, you know, the um, Twilight Zone name. Right, right. So they might, they might be changing it over as well. That's what I hear. But, you know, it's just rumors right now, so we don't know anything. Yeah, well, I, I hope to at least get to experience it once before yeah, they do you should. change it. Yeah, it's really cool, you know. It's and if they do change it, I want to see how they change it to Guardians or whatever ride they just, they prefer to change it to, because it is different from the land version because it does actually go out of the shaft and move around more, and then oh, really? and then cool. drop. Yeah, so it's not okay. just it's not just an up and down ride. It's you know kind of goes multiple directions. So other than that, I also really enjoyed the Frozen show. I really enjoyed the Frozen live show at California Adventure. It was really cool. Nice. I, I do think I like the Aladdin show better, 
because it's a better story. And with the Aladdin show, you got more, um, the jokes changed. You know what I mean? Because yeah, with the yeah. genie, you know, he was on top of it. He was modern. So the jokes mm-hmm. would always be kind of a modern joke. And with the Frozen, it seemed as if 95% of it was 100% to the script of the movie. Oh, that that kind of stinks. I figured that they would like use Olaf as the genie no, type character. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't really even like Olaf that much in the in the show either. Huh? And I don't hate wow. him in the movie, so. But I really did enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Very entertaining. Uh, very interactive. A lot of cool things happen in the uh, audience area. Oh. I don't want to say too much more of it, but uh, really fun show. So I highly recommend it. Nice. And uh, we also have the uh, fan get together that evening which went pretty well had a good turnout you know not not huge but i can every time somebody would walk up to the lego building i consider them a listener you know what i mean (laughs) so i want to say at least a thousand people showed up (laughs) (laughs) because i told them to meet me next to the lego statue and people walked by and stood there and take picture pictures and everything so i consider them listeners there you go yeah that, (laughs) that makes perfect sense to me but no seriously i want to i do want to give out a thanks to um Let's see, uh, David and his daughter, they're awesome. Uh, Casey, great guy. Bree, incredible. Uh, Jason, great. Rebecca, Christian, all great people. Thank you guys so much for showing up. And uh, more people were supposed to show up, but they didn't. Um, one has a very good excuse because I couldn't get a babysitter. So mm. I, I forgive you, man. I forgive you. <laughs> but everybody else, I don't forgive you. <laughs> But uh, we'll do something else again. We'll we'll actually plan it out much better next time. Yeah, that sounds good. And I I, I will I will do my best to be there next time. Oh, too. maybe more people will show up because you're going to be there. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so D twenty three. I only went one day, which last time we went two days. So, right. but I would have gone two days, but it sold out before I was able to buy a ticket for my uh, for Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I went that Friday, and. When you and I went, our main problem was that entry line to get inside the building. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Uh, we were probably outside maybe three hours, right? Maybe more. Uh, the first day, definitely. The second day was a little better. The second day was like two and a half hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think the first day for you and I was like at least three and a half hours outside in the heat, like a hundred degree temperature. Yep. So, okay. Oh, first of all, the weather. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it was it was twenty degrees cooler there than it was in Montana. That's insane. When we landed in L.A., it was seventy two degrees and it was noon. Wow. And we were supposed to hit one hundred and six in Montana that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, something weird is going on yeah. with the weather. And then, uh, of course, we went farther south for Anaheim, and so the highest we were in was probably eighty eight. I think it was. Wow. But considering you and I were there when it was hundred like one hundred and nine or something like that. It was hot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was It was nice. It was between mm-hmm. 80 to 88 pretty much the whole time in the parks. Wow, that's So I, cool. I, I can't complain at all. I mean, it still felt hot, of course, because you're outside walking around. Sure. But it was a lot more enjoyable. So I, I think having it in July was much, much better than August. Although, I mean, I would always assume that August would be a little bit hotter, but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean that July would be a little bit hotter because August is nearing colder months. Well, but... not here. In Montana, August is our hottest month. So I wonder if the West Coast is just that way. Could be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't I don't know either. But I really enjoyed the weather. It was great. And the line to get inside. Okay, so my cousin and I, we got to the, the convention center around the same time you and I did. Probably 
seven fifteen, seven twenty in the morning. Yeah. I want to say you and I were probably there around the same time. I I think so. Yeah. And uh, the doors open at nine, and um, so we're there. I go to where the line ended last time, because assuming it was going to be that long of a line as well, nobody uh-huh. was there. Huh. And uh, last time you and I were there, there were also like five or six separate lines as well. Yeah. Which yeah. made it super confusing, and lines that formed after we formed a line were going inside the building before we were allowed in the building. Yeah. And we were all screaming and saying, no, we were here first, but nobody stopped them, of course. Right. But this time around, there was one central line that was pretty much it hmm. so it was way more organized uh, we were in the building in 20 minutes wow but after that we started to wait for the doors to open so they took us to one of those rooms upstairs second story mm-hmm. so for people who weren't there with us um last time gary and i were going to a panel and we were waiting to go into the panel room so they moved like they can probably fit like 200 people inside this one big room and you just sit down and there's like taped off rows for, you know, to tell you where you're sitting and everything like that. They moved us to those rooms and we sat there for about an hour and a half waiting for the main doors to open. So it wasn't bad at all. We were in air conditioning and able to sit on the floor instead of hard concrete. Nice. That's smart. So I think we we're inside the convention by at least 930, I want to say it was. Hmm. What beats 11.30 or noon like last time. For sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you sent the picture to me that said looks familiar, and it was it was the uh, room <laughs> yeah. that, that we had sat in, I assume. Yeah, it was. And uh, the, the tape marks on the floor, but there was a picture of someone's foot, and I'm yeah. like, am I supposed to know whose foot this is? <laughs> it was Jim <laughs> like, that's Cummings' That's where my brain foot. went at first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is he saying to me? But then I figured it out. I'm like, oh, he means the line cue. Yeah. Yes. And that's all, that's all D23 is, is lines. That is still my yeah. complaint, because you still yeah. get inside the convention. If you want to do anything... It's a two-hour line or more. Right. Like, I couldn't I couldn't see anything. Last time, we did some free stuff where you can walk around. I remember walking around the uh, old Disneyland exhibit. I know it had a line, but it was like a 15-minute line last time. Yeah. Yeah, it and wasn't much. There was, they had stuff like that for the upcoming Star Wars land, but it was like an hour or more line. Jeez. Even the DuckTales money bin line, which we were in for a good maybe 15, 20 minutes, but it wasn't moving. So... Uh. We heard rumors that it was like a two-hour line at that point, and that was first thing in the morning. Wow. So we got out. We was like, we're going to go back. You know, we're going to come back during a busy panel, and maybe most people will be gone in the panel. And mm-hmm. uh, we came back a couple times. The line was still two hours long. Went back one more time around maybe one in the afternoon, uh-huh. and they said the line was closed until further notice, and uh, they were telling people to come back around 6 p.m. Wow. And but the convention stops at seven to eight o'clock. Yeah. And we had a panel we were already going to. We already had tickets for the panel at six o'clock. So I didn't even do the money bin at all. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was. I wonder what could have happened. I mean, unless I mean I know employees need a break, but they should have enough yeah, people there. Yeah. I don't know cover. why it was closed down. Maybe the cameras. <clears throat> they had a lot of fancy cameras, you know, to get like a three sixty shot of you jumping in. Right. So oh, maybe yeah, something awesome. was up with those. I don't know. Hopefully it's not like the old ball pit nightmare and someone threw up in the Ugh. in the money bin. <laughs> Some, when we were in line the first time, the reason why we got out was because a guy was in there that jumped in there and his glasses came off. Oh. And they spent maybe 20 minutes finding his glasses. 
goodness. So that's the first reason why we got off. Well, that doesn't, it sounds like they're about as organized as usual. The fact that they (laughs) don't say, take your glasses off beforehand. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that was a big disappointment because one thing I really wanted to do was jump in the money bin. Sure. I don't blame you. Okay. So my second, my second, really my only other complaint was that when you, when you and I went, there was at least like 20 to 30 celebrity tables to get autographs and chat with them. Yeah. You know, we had like Ed Asner, Dick Van Dyke, Sean Astin, uh, Corey Feldman, Jim Cummings, Bill Farmer, Rob Paulson. All those people have their own table. You know, pay 25 bucks, get an autograph, chat with them for as long as you want. And I was walking around, no tables. That's so strange. I don't know what happened in the two years because they were getting the good lines last time you and I were there. They were getting good money. Yeah. But this time around, I went and saw two autograph tables. Um, Donnie Dunnigan, who was the voice of Bambi, who we met two years ago, got the interview yep. with him. Uh, he was there, and so I met him again, and he recognized me. Um, and then the uh, model for Tinkerbell from the 1953 Peter Pan movie, Margaret Carey, she was there as well. Now, she was there two years ago, but she was busy when you and I were there, so I didn't get to chat with her then. But yeah, I had a good, you know, 15, 20 minute chat with her this time. She was so super sweet, super sweet lady. Cool. She was amazed with my height because she's like maybe five one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember her being pretty short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was amazed. Oh, you're so tall. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and so, yeah, that is my that's probably my biggest complaint because I was hoping to go there, get autographs, get interviews. Right. But yeah. they didn't have any of those tables. That, that really stinks. I did get a wait in line, a long line, a very disorganized line with um, <laughs> to meet Tony Ansamo, the voice of Donald Duck since 1985. And so he made my trip, honestly, because I've never met him. He's hard to get a hold of, first of all. Yeah. And so to meet him, get an autograph, that made my trip right there. Sure. And so here's a little story about the line. Okay. So it was an autograph. You know how when you met the voice of Mickey Mouse last time he was sitting at a table, the round table. Oh, I didn't get to meet Oh, him, you're going yeah, to. That's right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so he was there, and there's another table next to him, other people signing stuff. And the other table over the next to him was the Descendants cast from the oh. Disney Channel. So it's got, like, Dove Cameron and all those, you know, famous teeny boppers. Right. And um, they keep telling people to come back 30 minutes before they're scheduled to appear. And the, there's a line forming well before 30 minutes like at least two hours before there's a line forming for the sentence uh, for the cast mm-hmm. and i'm getting on worries like what if you know i don't get to meet tony because of this stupid long line right and uh so I, I stay there for about two hours maybe an hour and a half wow and i'm standing there there's no clear line nobody knows where the start is or where the end of it is and at least 700 to a thousand people like just in one giant spot no lines just crowding the whole area you know, I, I saw fighting happening i saw it's funny because you Jeez. would suddenly see one security guard then you look away and then look back again there's 10 of them <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly after that real cops show up with guns you know in their in the holsters and everything they're not drawn but Good. yeah it was getting a little out of control fighting pushing and yelling at the uh people who worked there saying that they were there first and they deserved their wristband because you get a wristband you they only have a certain amount of wristbands to give out 
Right. I'm standing there, and it's about five minutes until Tony's supposed to come on. And one of the guys who works there says, okay, who's here for Tony on Samo? I raised my hand. And he goes, okay, come here. You're first in line. So I was the very <laughs> first person in line for to meet Tony, which I should have been because I was there probably longer than most people to meet Tony, honestly. That's true. And uh, as soon as I walk up, the whole, not the whole crowd, but a lot of the crowd starts booing me because <laughs> it's the Descendants people. And I think it's because they thought I was being pushed to the front of their line. Nobody, <laughs> nobody that age knows who Tony Osamo is, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm just standing there, you know, boo, and then fighting <laughs> going on, and it was pretty hilarious. Nice. <laughs> I was just happy that I was first in line to meet Tony, and nice guy, really nice guy. Yeah, he's 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 a person that I want to meet. Now, I'll tell you a story involving him later. No, you won't. <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> Let's see. I also met some cool people that work for this animation cell company. It's Animation Inc. They sell animation cells. I bought a Beetlejuice one. Amazing, amazing cell. And it's funny because I was looking at the cells they had on display, and I was like, you know, these sequences match my cells at home. And they said, oh, that's because we buy, you know, a lot, you know, together of the same scenes. And so come to find out, I've bought at least 40 cells from eBay from this company. So they got a kick out of it, and I met the owner and everything. Really nice guys. So check them out. I think they're on uh, Facebook and everything, Animation Inc. Nice. That's um, cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was cool. I, I love the cell that I picked up, too. Beautiful, beautiful cell with Beetlejuice and Lydia together. Yeah, and if you're curious to see it, you can see it by following Tim on Instagram. Yeah, see, <laughs> Burt Ward has already seen it. So you right. guys can see it, too. And then while you're doing that, just follow me, too. It's cool. Why not? He posts, you know, cool stuff at least every year. You know, why not? <laughs> okay, so real quick. Um, that's pretty much all I got for the main, you know, hall area. So we went to one panel. It was called Melodies in Walt's Time. It was the music of Walt Disney uh, live action films. So no animated features. And it's all during Walt's time, of course. Hmm. A really cool panel, I think. Um, here, I'll play audio from the uh, opening real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's special program, Melodies in Waltz Time, the music of Disney live-action films. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award-winning actress, comedian, author, and television host, Whoopi Goldberg. Disney Entertainment and Music have been companions ever since Mickey Mouse hit the screen in Steamboat Willie almost 90 years ago. Now over time, the iconic music of animation frequently gets all the attention. You know, certainly with good reasons. Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Fantasia, Bambi, and all of Walt's animated stuff, everybody knows. But our current program tonight has a different focus. It's still about music, but it's about a very different kind of music for a different kind of filmmaking. To talk about that, because I don't know everything. <laughs> but I want to know more. So tonight, we're going to speak to somebody who has really good insight 
This gentleman once wrote, some people will tell you that music was the key ingredient of Walt Disney's success. Don't you believe it? Music was the foundation of Walt Disney's success. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the fabulous Leonard Maltin. Because it's true, uh, it, Steamboat Willie, right. which started everything significant for Walt Disney, right. was, it wasn't that they spoke, there's hardly any dialogue really right, in the right. cartoon, but it's all music, and it's syncopated action to the music. Right. So that was the novelty. Picture having seen nothing but silent movies your whole right. life, right. and all of a sudden here's this cartoon where everything's moving, inanimate objects are moving. Right, right swaying to, to, to the music, to the musical beat. And that sort of set the stage for everything to follow, the Silly Symphonies cartoons and Snow White and all the features that followed. So I know you're probably jealous of Leonard Malton being there. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Did, did you even know that he was there? Did I tell you? I don't remember. Um, I don't think you did, no. No. <laughs> And we just say they had really good seats, too. We were uh, pretty front of the line for this panel as well. We didn't have to wait too long, honestly, either. Um, and we were about maybe six rows back from the uh, stage. Oh, cool. So, And it's a huge, huge arena. I'm not a huge arena, but a huge room, too. It fits thousands of people in there. So <laughs> we had great seats. And shortly after the uh, panel started, I want to say between five to ten minutes after it started, um... I see a cast member walk right in front of us and sits right next to this elderly man and this, you know, older woman. And I looked and I was like, that's Richard Sherman. What? And they they sit right across from me, uh, about maybe 12 feet, you know, because I was at the end of the, of the aisle. And the aisle was about 12 feet long and he was on the directly opposite end of the aisle. So we were just right across from each other. And I really enjoyed sitting there. I would see him clap along with the music. I'd see him smile and point at the at the screen. He you knows like, "Hey, that's me," and that kind of stuff. And he would just had a huge <laughs> smile the whole entire time. Wow, that's cool. My cousin didn't believe me because she's a big fan of him as well. And she goes, "No, that's not him." It's like, "Yes, it is." And the whole time I was like, "Maybe it's not." You know, he's a little skinnier than I remember. But no, sure enough, within about twenty minutes, I knew I knew it was him. Hmm. It was confirmed at the end of it when he left five minutes before the show was over, and then they called him on stage. Oh, wow. So I knew it was for sure him after that. I was going to talk to him afterwards, but since he left five minutes prior, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. So I didn't want to be those people, you know, to ask during a show. He was enjoying himself. There's no way I'm going to ask to talk to him during the show. Right, yeah. So I'm just yeah. happy to know that, you know, I sat right next to him. And as our second run-in with him, actually, because he walked right in front of us, probably about five feet in front of us, last convention, and it took me about 20 seconds to realize it was him. Yeah. And by that point, he was already, like, near the next room he was going to, and so I didn't want to bother him. Same with same with Leonard Maltin. That's right, so Leonard Maltin. Kinda... Yeah, he did walk right in front of us last time, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of got the uh, re redo <laughs> of last year, or two years ago. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, this was a, cool, cool. This was a cool panel. I love 
music in Walt Disney's live action films. I love it in any Disney product, honestly. And so to hear some music that I actually haven't heard before from, from some live action films I haven't seen yet, I had a, a really good time with this because they brought up more celebrity guests like Leslie Ann Warren. She was in The Happiest Millionaire, which is Walt's last live action film he made. Hmm. Um, she was also Miss Scarlet in Clue, if you're like I am and love the movie Clue. Right. And I love her in the Clue movie, so it was really cool to see her on stage. And then they also brought out uh, Karen, you know, the she played the little girl in Mary Poppins. We met her last D23, very sweet woman. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so she had some, a lot of good screen time and just talking about stories of working with Walt and singing the music. And I love this panel. It was really cool to go to. Plus, and Whoopi was hilarious. I bet so. Regardless I, of I, what... Regardless what I you didn't guys, know she would be there. Yeah, exactly. Regardless what you guys think of her, you know, politically or that kind of stuff, she's a funny woman. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just go back and watch her older movies and TV stuff. She's got some funny stuff. So I really enjoyed her as the uh, host of this panel. Nice. Okay, so this audio you're about to hear is when um, the Sherman's son came on stage to talk about his dad and his uh, uncle. So here's some audio from that. What's your favorite song? Oh, it's so hard. I have many. Um, I think my, well, I'll, I'll give you one from Mary Poppins, which was Spoonful of Sugar. Right. I had something to do with that one. Um, do tell. <laughs> um, I, th uh, they had written all the songs for Mary Poppins by the time Julie Andrews came out. And Julie came out and they, they played the songs for her. And she loved all the songs except this one called Through the Eyes of Love, which was their favorite song in the score, of course. And so um, they, they were upset. Walt said, look, try and find something that would be more like in Mary's voice. Right. It happened that the day that happened, I was at school and I got the polio vaccine. And uh, we'll remember, but the polio vaccine, when I got it, they took out a plastic spoon, they put a sugar cube in it, they put medicine in it, and you ate it. So I came home and told my dad that's what I did that day when his song got rejected. And they were looking for some kind of a catchphrase of some right. sort. And uh, so my dad heard me say that. He said, what? Say that again. And I told him the story again. He goes, and he called Dick and he said, let's go back to the office. And they wrote, it's a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine with it. So when you... My corner... <laughs> All on account of you. Yeah, it's my fault. And also, keep in mind that, you know, Immunization. Anyway. So yeah, that's about it for that panel. Um, Richard Sherman, like I said, did go on stage near the end, but okay, here's my honest opinion. He was looking a little frail. I right. think he would have been on stage if he could have been, because this is about music in Walt's time, live action film. This is a 100% Sherman brother panel, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I think he would have been on stage if he was physically able to play and sing. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. That's my personal opinion, but... Um, Great seeing him on that stage, though. You know, he came out and sang with the whole crowd at the end of the, at the end of the panel there. Right. So very cool panel. Had a, a really good time with that. That sounds really neat. It's kind of the opposite of uh, what we saw 
Yeah. Last time around, you know, it's, it's more classic based and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We went to animation last time. Now, classic. They had a, a Ludwig von Drake panel I would have wanted to see, but it conflicted too much with this panel. Uh, like it was a little too cutting, a little too close. Mm-hmm. So, and I was hoping Corey Burton would show up for the Ludwig one, but he didn't. So I'm, I'm kind of oh. happy I didn't go to it. Well, there you go. Yeah, I imagine they played that one on TCM recently with one of their Disney nights. Uh, uh, and uh, Leonard Malton talked a little bit about it. So I would imagine that he was probably there. Probably. And I don't know if anyone else would be, but yeah. Oh, did, cool. did you hear? So Whoopi is now a Disney legend. She got the award at the at the panel at the. Uh, I heard. Convention. Yeah. Do you know what her first thing is that she's trying to do? It's amazing. Uh, no. She is trying to get Song of the South released. Oh, I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because I, I, it's it needs to be released. She she even said herself, "We can't forget about the past." It's so true. Right. You can't. And I know people say it's racist, but I know it's coming from a white guy and all, but. I don't know. I don't want to say it's not racist, but I don't think it's that racist at all. Uh, I, I, I think I, I think in PC culture it's considered racist. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that it's based on real people, though, and, and the fact that they are making black people the lead yeah. uh, in 1946, exactly. I think, you know, yeah. that says something. Yeah. So anyways, I'm so happy. And I think with her backing it, she's got the mouth to get it done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so I am super excited about that because I would love it to be released on Blu-ray or even DVD. I don't care. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the live-action Disney stuff, but yeah. that is by far my favorite. Yeah, I love um, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a really good movie all around. Yeah, um, it's a wholesome story, so why not just release it, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. So anyways, I'm very happy that Whoopi's on board with that, and she is actually a big Disney fan, so I, li- I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she was what Shinzai or yeah Shinzai and Lion King yeah, and yeah. has she done any other roles? I don't she's think so. yeah she's she was in a Toy Story three. Oh really? Yeah, she was the octopus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's done other stuff before that too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she's she's a cool lady, and uh, that's pretty cool that you got to see her in person. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool and really close too. I mean, seriously, she was not far at all from the stage. So it was really cool to see. So I had a great time with that panel, and so one thing. After that, we went to Disneyland the next morning, and mm-hmm. I just need to mention, I had the greatest Jungle Cruise ride of all time on that day. Oh, yeah? It was amazing, because we sat down, and for those of you who don't know, what you should know is uh, they crack a lot of jokes, you know, about the environment, about the animals, about the uh, plants, and about the water when you're going around the jungle, and there's fake animatronic animals and everything. And uh, so we sit down. The boat's about to go, and the skipper, he asks for my name, and I tell him Tim. And uh, he goes, okay, he says, I've heard other people say this too, you know, okay, so if something happens to me, Tim's the new skipper. I've heard people say that too. But they <laughs> usually leave it at that. They don't mention that person's name again the whole ride. So this huh. skipper, which I think he's a famous skipper because I've actually seen videos of him on YouTube before. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think he's a pretty popular one. And uh, this skipper, throughout the whole ride... Probably mentioned my name between 12 to 15 times. Wow. He's like, almost every pun of a joke, my name was in there. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have taped the whole thing. I did tape the last, like, 30 seconds of it, and he mentions my name Uh twice in the 30 seconds. And so here's some audio from that ride right there. Uh Uh-oh. 
a bad idea, Tim. These are headhunters. Stay down, stay down. Terrible place to be headed. Here he is, though, a nicer fellow you'll never meet. Well, besides Tim and myself, it's Trader Sam. He's the head salesman, yeah. So you can see business has been shrinking, so he's got that deal. Two of his, 20 yours. No matter how you slice it, you're going to come out ahead. I think it was just so cool that he just mentioned my name just spontaneously almost every 20 seconds. <laughs> right? That's that's hilarious. Yeah, so I shook his hand afterwards, and really nice guy. Really nice. fun. But it, it kind of ruined it because we went back on like an hour later and uh-huh. had another guy, and he was probably the worst I've ever had. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, at least my cousin's first time on the ride was the best one, honestly. Nice. So, I had a great time with that. And, uh, oh, and then real quick, Jason from DAF Radio picked us up from a hotel to take us to LAX on Sunday, and he took us on a little sightseeing trip around Hollywood, and great time. We saw a ton of stuff in, like, the hour time that we had. It was great. We went to the uh, observatory, and right next to that, we drove through the Back to the Future 2 and Who Framed Roger Rabbit tunnel that they use for the movies, and it looks just like the movie. (laughs) <laughs> just a lot shorter and no Toontown at the end of it, but it was so right? cool to drive through it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh man, that 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 flashes back to whenever I was in California like a month ago and we yeah. went to the the observatory and I saw the tunnel but it didn't register because I was trying to find a parking place. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, so, and around there is horrible traffic oh, God, and parking. Yeah. I, so I saw it. I just <laughs> didn't, didn't get really... to drive through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary. Gary I know, I know. Yeah, he also took us, we went by the Disney Studios, and we went by Warner Brothers Studios, and we saw the, um, uh, I forget what else we saw, a lot of other cool things that are just right next to each other. It's really kind of cool. Nice. Now, Jason's a crazy driver, though, let me just say that. He's he's Is definitely he really? a California driver. <laughs> I had to tell him twice to stop at a stoplight, and he would have gone right through a red light if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, that's that's my uh I guess that's my trip. I got that's I got a couple of good connections. I I, I don't want to reveal them quite yet because they might not go anywhere. I'm, right. I'm I'm talking about you Sean Aston from 2 years ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> who said you would come on the show and never never did. Yeah, He's going to so. be really hurt when he hears this. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But no, hopefully hopefully the couple connections I have are going somewhere and we might have somebody on. Cool. I'm excited to hear more about that in the future, hopefully. Tell me about your trip. Okay, so my my trip was 15 minutes down the road. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it was a first-time convention, and I really kind of wanted to get my foot in the door because I found out about it because they started following me on Instagram. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow, so they must have heard of the podcast somehow. But they were actually doing that thing I found out later where they just follow you and then they unfollow oh, you to man. get you to follow Twitter, them. I mean, Instagram people are the worst on that. Now I just yeah. know, now I know not to follow you back until like a month later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do. Unless, unless I can see that we have connections somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I do too. I'm very, I'm very picky. Yep. Um, but, uh, and even my friends, you know, if you unfollow me, I'm going to unfollow you as yep. well. Uh, I do the same thing. If you, yep, exactly. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, I might like you in person, but <laughs> if you don't care about the pictures that I post, we can't be friends online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyways, so I'm, I'm glad that they followed me and unfollowed me, though, because, you know, it was it's it's exciting that this kind of thing is happening in, in North Carolina. We had uh, Wizard World come through here a couple years ago, but due to 
North Carolina has a lot of convention drama, apparently, uh, that I learned about this trip. That I won't say much more than that, but you know, it it was pretty. Uh, they were supposed to come back, but then something happened and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And Wizard World is relatively big, but a lot of people don't like Wizard World because they don't care about like the vendors and stuff as much, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I was glad to see like some fresh blood, so to speak, come through. And and the guest list was pretty impressive at first. One of the first people that they signed was Paige O'Hara, and I'm like, oh man, I I got to see her. Uh, and then they brought in uh, <laughs> several other people. Uh, I saw that they had Charles Martinet, who I've I've always wanted to meet. You know, the voice of Mario and Luigi oh, yeah, and right. Wario and Waluigi. Um, it's like, oh, he would be cool to meet. Uh, he kind of looks like Bill Farmer. It's it's really he weird. does, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So they, they announced him, and then they announced uh, Zach Callison, who uh, you'll remember from Voice Actors Rock. He was there, mm. um, and then just uh, several other people. And I was like, well, this this seems pretty cool. Uh, and then whenever they announced Tara Strong, I was like, okay, well, I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but the, the problem was that you know they had a lot of people a lot of wrestlers from the 80s and 90s like hacksaw jim duggan and greg the hammer valentine you know and and folks like that that are for a very niche crowd i was a little bit worried with those people that you know they wouldn't get big lines and things of that nature but this area is pretty big into wrestling uh so i think i think everyone wound out doing okay the first day i went i didn't quite know how they were going to handle it i went friday afternoon with my mom and my wife we walked up and it was like maybe five minutes to get into the building hmm. uh, and to get our passes and everything. And, and it really didn't take very long at all. No lines. Uh, of course, it was like 12 o'clock on Friday. So it was the very beginning of this thing. But um, it was it was pretty cool. For the most part, on Friday, we were able to walk around, look at all the vendors, see everything that was going on. A lot of the famous folks' planes were delayed, so like LeVar mm. Burton was there, but he didn't get in until like 7 p.m., wow. uh, so we missed him the first day. And just a, a lot of people were there, but most of the big names didn't show up until Saturday, actually, because of flight delays mm-hmm. and just scheduling conflicts and things of that nature. It should be said, I mentioned Paige O'Hara earlier, but she got pulled away by Disney to go to D23. Yeah, for... so she was at my panel, uh, my convention. Yeah, so Saturday, I think, was when she was there for the Disney Princess panel, mm-hmm. uh, which has some cool stuff that we can maybe talk about on the next episode, like the things that were actually unveiled at D23 yeah. and Comic-Con. Yeah. Because uh, that news is still happening right now as of recording date. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about. So maybe for next month's issue, we can touch on our favorite moments from that, but... Yeah, my convention was 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 pretty exciting. Uh, got to hang out with uh, Sean from uh, the guy that I interviewed in a previous episode. Got to hang out with him for quite a while. He he was selling his art. Oh, and, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he recently had some uh, some stuff going on, so he wasn't able to do conventions for a while. So it was nice to get to see him again and hang out and chat and just kind of watch him sell his his art because I can do a lot of things in terms of art, but. Drawing is not one of them. Uh, <laughs> so you're not involved in the Darkwing Duck comics then? No, not, hmm. no. So uh, that reminds me that I need to give a quick shout out to Aaron Sparrow, who is involved in the Darkwing Duck comics. Hung out with him for a few minutes at the at D23. And uh, we met, of course, last D23. Great guy. Really cool guy. Yeah. He, he was very shocked with one of the items I bought from the old antique store. It was a um, Frosted, uh, Frosted Flakes cereal box 
with Darkwing Duck on the cover and uh, has those characters inside of the, you know, PVC, whatever characters inside of it. Yeah. And so I yeah. got those and uh, he was so psyched about it. He took a picture of it. I don't think he posted it anywhere. Maybe it's for own personal collection. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But that that was pretty cool. I, I saw the yeah. saw the box no, you were talking about. I need, yeah, I need to mention shopping was besides meeting Tony was my favorite thing to do at D, at D twenty three. Yeah, because <laughs> you get a lot of cool, rare, antique Disney items that are actually much cheaper there than eBay. And I guess I guess the same can be said for my convention. I'm I'm struggling to talk about a lot of it because I didn't meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people there, but I just saw them from a distance, and yeah. I was like, eh, that's close enough. Yeah, uh, I I didn't want to wait in the you know hour-long lines to to meet Tara Strong. I did, whenever her line was really short, I got to see her for just a second and get an autograph. But, oh, sweet. Uh, but that was that was about her and Richard Horvitz, who, uh, he's such a trip, man. He's He is so funny. Oh, from Angry Beavers, uh, right? Yeah, Angry Beavers, yeah. and he was Alpha 5 in uh, the old Power Rangers yeah. series and uh, Invader Zim. Uh, he's he's really funny to uh, listen to. I mean, he, he and I talked for about five minutes about Honestly, hand sanitizer. <laughs> like that's that's what he wanted to talk about, so that's what we talked about. But you know, his voice is just so unique. It's it's really fun to hear him talk. But beyond that, I mean, it, it wasn't. I didn't really talk to a lot of people because the lines were long and 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 dull. But I did get to spend a fair amount of time talking with Guy Hutchinson, who is uh, the writer. He's he's a the co-host of the Drunk on Disney podcast, okay. and he also wrote a book about Sesame Place, which is the only Sesame Street theme park. It's like the Disneyland of Sesame Street, hmm. and it's located in Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, and so I bought his book, and, and, and he autographed it for me, and wound up giving me just like a lot of cool merch from the park that was no what? longer used. Huh. Yeah, so like some old tokens and things like that. Well, um, if you have anything from Big Bird, I wouldn't mind something, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the, the the tokens have Big Bird on them. Wow. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. But he was such a nice guy, and we talked about everything from cartoons to to podcasting to theme parks. Yeah, I mean, it was we, we covered all three of the the basis of things I'm interested in, and and I and commercials too. So it was it was pretty neat getting to chat with him, and uh, went to one of his panels where he hosted a his own version of Match Game. Hmm. Uh, oh, I saw pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was. Uh, the biggest names were Zach Callison, Dana Snyder, who was uh, Master Shake on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And for those who aren't teenage girls or don't know, Zach Callison is the voice of Steven from Steven Universe. Mm. Um, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks was yeah. a part of the panel. And uh, a few other people, a comedian and um, I believe uh, the voice of Leonardo from the 2003 oh. animated series of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's funny uh, that Brian O'Hallen was on there because in uh, Mall Rats, he plays almost the same kind of a character in the Love Match show they're making in the mall. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think. He's about not playing that. Dante, but he's playing you know a, a nerdy character. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Needless to say, I, I I recorded the whole thing, but I can't really play any of it on the podcast because <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you know Match Game, you know that show was a little uh, risque for yeah. its time. But Brian made sure that it was plenty risque. Uh, <laughs> Brian, and actually, no, he wasn't the worst. There was a girl on the panel, and I can't think of her name uh, right now, but she was she was pretty foul. <laughs> but I mean, it was funny. But yeah, unfortunately, not much I can play from it yeah. for a clean show. So, uh, that was, that was kind of the highlight getting to, getting to, I was on the, in the front row for that. Sweet. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, whoever, they pulled people out of the crowd to answer the questions, you know, and then the panelists had to match. Um, and uh, so whoever won got an got a picture with, uh, you know, the person of their choice on the huh. on the uh, pan, uh, game. So it was neat, kind of a cool thing that I've never seen done before at a panel. So I like that a lot. Yeah, that is interactive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and Guy did a really good job hosting it. So that was that was mostly it. The the best I picked up some really cool merchandise from it. Uh, I did get to meet Neil Adams, who was has been a big artist for DC for many years, and got this really cool Wonder Woman print um, that he did and signed it and everything. And I'll I'll post that onto the Facebook page Sweet. at some point in the near future, and also on my Instagram page. Oh man, uh, <laughs> maybe I can re- and, uh, maybe I'll reshare it so Burt Ward can see it. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love for Burt Ward to see it. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it was it was cool. I, I I don't regret going. Um, and for a first year startup, I think that they did really yeah. well. I mean, it sounds it like thought, if you can get if you can get uh Tara Strong on your first yeah. running, you know, it's pretty good. Yep, yep. And they brought twenty thousand people into Raleigh, so I'm pretty sure they're going to have them back. Wow. Um, yeah, from from all around the west. I mean, the East Coast. I'm excited to see next year. Uh, I think it's definitely going to happen. I don't think it's going to be in July, but uh, from what I've heard, they're definitely bringing it back next year. Very cool. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it. The, the the one thing that I'm kind of bummed about, besides not getting to meet Paige, was uh, I was looking at the Rolla, or the uh, Florida Supercon, which is happening, I think, this weekend or next, and they have Tony Anselmo there. Oh, man. Signing autographs. Maybe like, he would have. He may have been at yours then if he didn't go to D23. Yeah, I don't know who represents him. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. But it's but, cool though. What I didn't run, what I didn't realize about D twenty three and those table autographs, I didn't realize those were free. Really? Yeah, you don't pay anything for those autographs. Oh you wow! S- you just had to make sure to be in line to get to get your wristband before they're all gone. Well, that's kind of yeah. Cool. It's really cool. So I got a free Tony picture. I got a picture with Tony and a free autograph. That's really neat. Yeah. So I I'd really, because I, I expected to pay 20, 30 bucks, honestly, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the thing. Like a lot of these, a lot of the guys at my convention were charging like 40 bucks for an oh, autograph. Man. And I just, I, I couldn't justify that. No, I, I did something. buy a book from Margaret uh, Tinkerbell, which was 45, I think. No, 40. It was 40, which she signed it and everything. And, uh, but she said there's a lot of great stories about Walt in there. So I can't pass up stories about Walt. Right. <laughs> But I guess that's really about it as far as my convention goes. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, let me let me go ahead and plug Guy's book here because it's really great. It's got a lot of um, fun pictures of Sesame Street or Sesame Place uh, during its construction and up through modern times. And uh, you can go to I'm sure you can go to Guy Hutchinson's website, or you can just go to ArcadiaPublishing.com and search for Sesame Place. They have a lot of great books on that website about historic uh, images of modern america so I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it at the moment that's <laughs> cool i never knew there was a theme bark for sesame street yeah yeah it there was there, this one's been open since 19 since 1978 it looks like wow. or 1980 um and then um they tried to open one in texas and it failed and uh i think they're going to open one somewhere in overseas in the near future but this one's been open for all those years interesting so. all right okay so we do have a few voicemails i wanted to play since our last outing our oh, last yeah. cartoon chat 
So, cool. of course, if you want to hear your voicemail on an upcoming episode, our toll-free voicemail number is 833-SMR-TUNE. That's 833-767-8666. And uh, here is our first voicemail. Yes, it is a butt dial, but I am going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> So this is, if this is you, you butt dialed us. <laughs> I wish we could hear what they're saying. I know. We Nothing. might be able to hack government secrets with this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, let it be said, we love our fans. Even if you butt dial us, we will play it. <laughs> we will play it. As long as it's clean, I'm going to play it. Because that counts as a voicemail. <laughs> All right, our second one is a true voicemail, and let's play that right now, talking about his favorite Mickey Mouse shorts, because we chatted about that last episode. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller for this. Uh, I love your podcast. Uh, I just listened to your Disney one, uh, your latest one, your Disney favorite cartoons, Mickey and all that. And I got to say, my favorite Mickey Mouse cartoon would have to be Mickey's Through the Looking Glass based on the Alice in Wonderland or Alice Through the Looking Glass. I love that one. My favorite Donald one would have to be Autograph Hound, where Donald goes into Hollywood Studios and gets all the autographs. Um, maybe you can do, like, a favorite Disney Afternoon podcast, like your favorite one from that year, or your favorite movie of Disney, or maybe even your favorite video game of Disney. I would love to help doing a Disney podcast with you, like a uh, favorite Saturday morning. Uh, my name is Andy Thompson, and um, I'm looking forward to see what other kind of uh, Saturday morning stuff you have. Thank you. Bye. Sweet. Thank you so much for calling in. That's a great voicemail. And I, I do yeah. agree. Those two shorts are amazing. Yeah, he has inspired me to go. I've, I've seen the Through the Looking Glass one, but I don't think I've seen the uh, Donald one. I don't, so I'm I, have I don't think I've seen up. that one for a very long time. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, th- those are some great ideas, and uh, we will have... I know we have a couple things in the works that will correspond. Have with, we uh, chatted about our favorite Disney movie? Have no, we, we have, talked we, about we've it. We've never past, really but... done an episode about our favorite animated Disney movie. No, uh, and we definitely should, but that's going to be hard. It is we should be maybe hard. do our top five. <laughs> I was actually just talking with somebody just yesterday, honestly, about this, and I think I can come up with the top ten. Okay, I don't, that's think, fine I can, with me. I don't think I can do a top one or two or three or four or five. I think it's got to be top ten. I can maybe <laughs> do. I can... Uh, number one is Oliver and Company. Number <sighs> two is no, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> number two is Chicken Little. Yep. Number three right. is um, what's that one with with Roseanne uh... Barr? Barnyard? No, Home on the Range. Home on the Range. That's number three. And yeah. number four favorite Disney movie is <laughs> um, Cars 2. Mm-hmm. That's more a Pixar movie. But I don't care. It's Disney Pixar. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Those are my least <laughs> favorite Disney movies. <laughs> I'm not saying Oliver Company is bad. It's just not, in no, my, it's, it's not it's my top different. 20 or 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but no, I think, I think it would be a lot of fun. And um, should we plug Katie and Jen's podcast? No. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> yes, do it. Do it. Yeah, so so I mean if you if you want to get a Disney fix on a weekly basis, check out Katie and Jen's Disney podcast. Uh they're a couple gals from England. They've been on our show before and we've been on theirs. Uh and they do a great job of ranking yes, all the Disney true. movies they, they can think of. They rank them yeah. every episode, they rank them and they compare their list from the whole history of the doing the podcast, and so they'll come up with their top 
50 or more, you know, favorite Disney movies when they're done with the podcast, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm, I I think that their format is so cool. I remember whenever you told me about it, I was like, well, I got to check this out immediately. Yeah, and we've both been on it. We've both been guests, and we both have, yeah. uh, have contributed to the list. And mm-hmm. uh, what what it, would your favorite Disney movie be right now, Gary? Uh, favorite or best is the tough question. Cause I That's think, so I think, different, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think the best is Lion King. But if mm-hmm. I had to think, like, immediate favorite... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know people aren't going to re- agree with me, but I, okay, I love Lion King to death, but it's uh-huh. not even in my top ten. Huh. Yeah, I, I I love so many other movies better, which is weird because Lion King is is almost perfect. Yeah, but I think I think just in terms of filmmaking and and music and everything, Lion yeah. King is yeah. just probably the best. But yeah, it's not it's not my favorite either. Um, I don't know. I'm still uh, I'm still gonna say Pinocchio is my favorite. I really like Pinocchio a lot. I think it's uh, almost flawless of a movie. Yeah, I think Bambi's near yeah. flawless too. Yeah, it's it's gonna be possible. We'll, we'll chat about it later, but it's gonna be impossible. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe I mean, we'll... we'd almost have to rank like best uh, and then favorite, and then what um... we might have to do is maybe list our favorite princess movie, favorite animal Disney movie. You know that kind. Oh, of... I like that. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so great voicemail keep those coming we have one more voicemail to play hey this is nick i was wondering in the last episode if gary meant a pun when he said tying into nazis k-n-o-t-s-i-e-s versus n-a-z-i-s just wondering all right keep up the great work guys okay this nick guy he is a character i must say <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to sound clever, so I'm going to say yes. Yes. Although, no, that was not my intention. (laughs) Oh, Nick from what's with you Scooby-Doo podcast. That's right. Uh, that guy, he's clever. (laughs) All right. Like I said, keep those voicemails coming. 833-SMR-TUNE and we'll play you on an upcoming episode. We are over halfway through 2017 somehow. And, uh, I think we've got a lot of good stuff coming up in the next few months. Nah, maybe not. We'll see. No, well, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, put it up that high. People might expect so much from us. So I'm just gonna say it's be it's gonna be very mediocre to poor, just to set the you know the bar low. Okay, all right, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I got a little excited for a minute just thinking about a couple <laughs> things, but yeah, let's let's yeah. hold off on saying it's gonna be. Yeah, great. it's gonna be okay. So stay okay. tuned for the okayness. Yeah, yeah. But please keep listening. Yeah, I mean, of even through even through our stumbles and flubs. Yeah, it's gonna be. I was about to say it's gonna be great, but it's not. So just you know, <laughs> stick it out. It'd be better. It's like the less popular Tigger song. It's gonna be average, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Nick, was that you? <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>